deserve it all, Jesus. You deserve it all, God. And we love you. And we honor you. We thank you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. If y'all can turn me up just a little bit, I'm not going to shrink today. If you have your Bibles, if you can go to 1 Samuel, thank you. 1 Samuel 10. 1 Samuel 10. And we're going to read verse 6 through 10. We give you praise. I'm going to speak from the subject, His presence. His presence. How many know the presence of God is life-giving? I say, how many of you know the presence of God is life-giving? How many of you know you need the presence of God? We give you praise. We give you praise. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. First Timothy Samuel, first Samuel 10. We give you praise. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask you to take a step forward as we take a step back. Speak, Holy Ghost. Do as you will. Stand in your name, Lord. We love you. We honor you, God. We honor you, Lord. We honor your name. For you are the deliverer. You are the way maker. You're our counsel. You're our strength. You're our peace. You're our joy. And we thank you. Do as you will this morning. Touch your people. Bless your life. Go for it, Jesus. Amen. Amen. First Samuel 10, 6 through 10. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. You will be turned into another man man and let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you you shall go down before me to Galilee excuse me Gilgal and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings seven days you shall wait Till I come to you and you shall, uh, excuse me, you and show you what you should do. Verse nine. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the spirit of God came upon him. And he prophesied among them. 
You may be seated. Can you say amen? Then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. God is wanting us to understand the application of transformation in our life. And I want you to understand Israel demanded a king and God provided a king for them. However, God had to make a deliverer. And anytime God has to make a deliverer, he has to change the atmosphere and the conditioning of a man. Anything that God is going to change in your life has to do with the change of a man. I'm going to say that again. Anything that God is going to do in your life has to do with the change of a person, of a man. Samuel, I'm going to change you into another man. Any deliverer that God is going to raise, he has to change a man. And he starts with changing the heart of a man. He said, I give me your new heart. And yet, before the spirit of the Lord came upon Samuel, he said, I gave you a new what? heart so there's always a new heart but it doesn't qualify to say that the presence of God is always with someone a new heart is a condition it's a first step it's a prerequisite for the presence of God uh, to come up on a man I'm starting fast so stay with me God is calling us to be changed and transformed can you say amen tell somebody I'm in my transformation stage yeah, come on, he's transforming me. And so to change anyone, he has to change your heart. That's why he said the heart is very deceitful, it's very wicked, and he has to give us a new heart. Somebody say a new heart. Somebody say I have a new heart. I have a new heart so I can learn to respond to the God that's in my heart. Which means without a new heart, I can't have the right response for the God that desires to change me. And so any change starts with the heart of man. Any change starts with the what? The heart of man. Okay. So I want you to understand that God changes a heart before he initiates himself upon a man. Because if a man doesn't know, if a heart is not changed, a man can't handle the presence of God. So the heart change is the beginning or the prerequisites for the presence of God. Can you say amen? You will never see the presence where their heart is not. You will never see the presence of God manifested where somebody's heart is not tuned. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that there's a complexities that God is trying to help us to understand about him, about our walk as believers. There's a fine line for what we believe that we are called to do as believers and what we're supposed to be and do as believers. And I want to help you to understand some of the deficits 
that's going on of why we can't overcome the way God has declared that we overcome. How many of you want to be overcomers in your life in every aspect of your life? Come on, how many of you want to come on? How many want to win every battle? Come on, how many of you come on? I want to win every battle. Somebody say every battle. How many want to go from faith to faith and glory to glory? Come on, I don't want to be stale in my faith. I want to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. I don't want to stop. I don't want to be stale. The spirit realm is always moving. God is always speaking. So waiting on God has to come out of the trajectory of our mindset unless it's called preparation. But God is always speaking and, and the spirit realm is always moving. And if that's the case, we got to learn how to tap in to the God particle so of our being so we can live successfully as he called us to live. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand the spirit now, as he changed his heart, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. So there's a production for this man, for him to deliver people, for him to be the leader of any nation, anything. Everybody in here leads something. You lead yourself. You lead a family. You lead children. You lead a job. You are a leader. You are an influencer of something. So the fact that you influence something, that means that you have leadership capacity. And because you have leadership capacity, God has to give you the transformation process to your leadership. We must be transformed by his grace, by his him. So he changes the heart. And then the presence of God comes upon him. Now, it's interesting. I want you to understand the presence of God upon you. Go real quick with me to Luke 4, 18. Luke 4, 18 through 19. And for the sake of time, I'm going to read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Somebody say anointed me. Now, I know you thought the anointing was just for goosebumps. All right, all right, we're going to come to church. I know you think the anointing is just for your feel good and you stay home and don't let nobody deal with you so you don't get mad and then you don't have to leave God. But, but, but the anointing is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover sight to the blind, to set liberty at those who are oppressed. It's interesting that the anointing is for a work. The anointing is a tool. It's a war tool. What is the anointing? It's a war tool. It's a weapon. It's a defense. It's the God upon you as your defense. What is the anointing? It's a war weapon. If you're going to win in any battle in earth, you have to understand what the anointing is. So the anointing, how many of you know the Bible says the anointing destroys, the, it destroys what? The yoke. How many yokes we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? How many of you know that the, the anointing can destroy it? All right, we dry in here. I don't know. How many of you know that the anointing can destroy it? You are not waiting on God. God is able if you're willing. So there's a willingness that i got to push you into so you can always know the ableness of God. 
Come on, wake up. You're not waiting on God to deliver you and set you free and make your money. No, you're not. It's God gives you the power to do the will and the do. He gives you the what? Power for the will and the do. You're not waiting on nobody but to learn how to stir up what's inside of you. Come on, somebody. Tell somebody I'm waiting to stir up what's already inside of me. Yeah, I'm waiting to stir up what's already inside of me. If I have a need, I have somewhere to get to, to get it out of me. Tell my body, I'm getting it out of me. So the anointing is a war weaponry. It's a weapon of war. It's a weapon that brings change. The anointing is upon me, and he has anointed me to do he has anointed me to what? Not to sit. Not to wait. The anointing is upon for the work. Now there's the anointing that's within for you. And I'm going to help you to understand that until you learn to process the anointing within you, you don't know how to process the anointing outside of you. And I'm going to hurry up and help you to understand that the anointing is the presence of God also. And there's a step within the anointing that destroys yokes. Somebody said the yokes are being destroyed. Now, the anointing is given to heal, to restore, to proclaim freedom to, uh, to captives, recover sight to blind, to set people free, to proclaim time and proclaim God's, uh, 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 proclaim the goodness, the, the good news of the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Now, what I want you to understand is there's a process that God is trying to teach us that we can always walk like him and be like him. Uh, the only way you're going to learn to win is if you allow God to start walking through you. Too many times believers are trying to do something anointed rather than be anointed. I'm trying to say something. We're trying to do something spiritual rather be spiritual. See, it's easy to do something spiritual, but you're not spiritual. But you qualify your doing, not your being. I will rather sit and be, and I will do by default rather than trying to do something spiritual and never learn to be. Faith got to get out of our heads and come into our hearts so he can come out of you. Okay, you didn't know he was in you. Let me help you. God, tell somebody God is in me. Go real quick. Ephesians 3.17. Ephesians 3.17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the length, the depth, the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God, that you may be full with, filled with what? How much of him? So it started with the heart, to be full with God. How do you be filled with God? I thought you just got to study more. Uh-oh, we about to get to something. I thought your studying made you full. 
No, you can study and not spend time with God and still be broken. Because it, 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 it's not your study. Your study needs to point to the presence of God. Your study needs to point to the heart of God. They search the scriptures thinking that it gives them eternal life. But it's not. That is not the life. He is the life. Tell somebody he is the life. He is the way and the truth and the life. So you have to understand God is trying to push you into prayer, intimacy, fellowship with the heart of who he is. So you can be fooled. It's possible. There has to be a commensurate of principle and fullness. It's possible to be full without the proper language. Because fullness will give you the zeal of God because you got the God. But he teaches you also to study to show thyself. I didn't tell you to study to show me anything. I'm already finished. Oh, you thought you were showing God something. He's God, you're reading him. That wasn't for God, that was for you. You see me, I'm reading God. You see, I'm reading God. No, 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 no. That was not for God, that was for you. And it was for you to see him in the totality of who he is. Who is he to you? Will determine how much you let him out of you. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand. Christ dwelling in your heart, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we what you can turn me down like a midget ask or think according to the what according to the what power that works where in who somebody say i got power and you know who is that power? Watch this. Jesus, the wisdom and the power of God. Guess who that power is? Christ, the wisdom and the power. This is your Bible. The wisdom and the power of God. That's why in the face of God and in the righteousness of God reveals your faith in the wisdom and the power of God. So God is trying to help you to understand that there is a presence that needs to go with you in every battle, everything, every place that you go. But I need you to see something so you can see right. Don't go without this wisdom. Don't go without this power. Don't you go by yourself. Moses was saying like this, don't you send us without your presence. Don't you take me nowhere if I didn't sense your presence. You know what? I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to manipulate it. I'm going to orchestrate it. Don't you do it. Don't you let me think that I'm going to do it because I've been in church for a long time. No, 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 no. If I don't sense your grace, if I don't sense your power, Oh, hold on, somebody. If I don't sense you, God, slow me down. Somebody say his presence. Come on, somebody say his presence. You keep thinking your problem, your problem is bigger than what it is this morning. I want to wake you up this morning. You don't have a big problem. You just have a presence problem. All right, we're going to wake you up. You don't have a big problem. You got a presence problem. Because if you can get in the presence of God, he will make you a change. 
Saul was a messed up man. He said, I'm going to give you a new heart and I'm going to change you by my presence. When you enter the presence of God, it's not a lot of stuff. It's only one thing that matters is Jesus. I wish somebody can hear me. It's only one thing that matters is Jesus. Stop thinking you got a lot to do. You don't got a lot to do. You just got one to see. I wish I heard somebody. You don't have a lot to do. You just need one to see. If I can see you, all things I would all things are possible to them who believe. It was not about my problem. It was not about my history. As long as I can see him, I can stop. Oh Jesus. So God is trying to help us to understand something because we persist to try to use our way and God keeps trying to let us know, I don't need your way. I don't need your way of your deliverance. I don't need your way. I have a way. I have a way. And don't you make it, uh, that's why Paul said, listen, do not take the simplicity of the gospel. You know what's going on? The simplicity is gone. The devil done tricked us to make us think we got 20 steps before we can make our deliverance. We got 50 steps to make, and Jesus said, in the presence of my God, there is fullness of, in, he just said, in the, he made it simple for you. In my presence, I wish somebody heard me this morning. In the presence of God, there is fullness, what? Of joy. Let me tell you a secret, what's going on in the body of Christ. The devil has taught us to doubt in the presence of God. Watch, listen, listen, listen. See, 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 see. He knows. If you know what happens when Jesus shows up, you will start now to say what Jesus said. But in our mind, he's reduced the presence of God down to a feeling. Not your healing, not your restoration. Now, oh, I wish somebody to. So what you don't know is in the presence of God, that is the presence of what? Almighty God. What have we made the presence of God to be? Wednesday night, we talked about a word. How we devalue a word. Because we think power only comes when somebody hit the floor. No power is when I had a transformed mind. That word was powerful enough to tell me, no, that's the wrong thought. That, that's power to me. Thank you, Jesus, that you changed my mind. When I wanted to give up, that was power to me that you said, hey, son, keep going forward. That's power to me, but we handle that lightly. I'm sorry. I, 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 that's power to me. And Jesus is trying to say, hey, you undermine the, what power really is. It's word. Tell somebody his word is powerful. How much is he getting you through every day? And you, do, you have a, do you have a thankfulness in your mouth? Come on, without the mind of God, without God delivering me to where I am, where would I have been? I wish somebody had a thankfulness in their mouth this morning. Where in the world would I have been? I better find a thankfulness. And devil, you're not going to keep on making me ungrateful. You're not going to keep making me un 
unsatisfied. I will be satisfied with my God. Walk by faith and not by your sight. So you have to understand the presence of God has been demonized, it has been ostracized, it has been undermined, and God has to get his people to understand his presence. And, 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 and it's beyond the feeling. See, I'm not just talking about a feeling or a shout. I'm saying you can grab more into it than that. Go with me, go with me. I need you to understand this. Go with me really quickly. Hala brostai. Psalm 16, 9 through 11. Psalm 16, 9 through 11. Now I want you to listen. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Shiloh. Nor you will allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence, in your, say it with me, in your, there is what? Fullness of, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Get into, uphold it. I want to teach you how to get and stay. In the presence of God. In your presence. There's what? Now I want you to understand. For you to come into joy. That means you had to have seen something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy is not happiness. Happiness can be external. Joy is internal. Don't seek for happiness. Seek for joy. Because if happiness can come by anything, but you can be out of happiness tomorrow. But when you have joy, you have something that's working on the inside of you. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that the presence of God, and I'm going to give you three things of the mark of the presence of God. Number one, it's life-giving. Write that down. It's what? So the presence of God, it's life giving in your presence there is fullness of joy because if i'm in his presence i'm in the life being of the word and what i heard is the words that i speak they are spirit and they are life so when i'm in the word i'm in the life when i'm in the word i'm in the what I'm in the life. So if you want life and you're tired of death, death in your finances, death in your family, death in everything around you, you got to get in the word. Tell somebody, get in the word. Come on, get in the word. I know you don't think you, see, you're so used to church and no, 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 Don't make it a religion. No, 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 don't do that. Get in the word. It's value there. Somebody says life breathes. Get in the word. So it gives you what? Life. It's life-giving. In the presence, there's what? Fullness of joy. 
So number two, it's fullness in the presence of God. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Number two, there's what? <laughs> you, if you want fullness, you can't do fullness without the presence. I said you can't do fullness without the what? The presence of God. Many are trying to study their way to fullness. You can never study. I'm not neglecting study. You need study. But you have to understand, study does not push you to fullness without the convergence into him. Somebody said there's a divine convergence. You have to converge what you know into the person of him. In the presence, there is fullness. So there's a fullness. If you got to joy, that means you already bypass your problems. You already bypassed some situations. I wish somebody can catch up this morning. I've already bypassed some stuff. If I got to the fullness of the joy, woo, tell somebody I got my cape on now. Oh, I got my cape on now. You beat me up last time, but I, when I go into the room, I'm going to put my cape on. Tell somebody I just need my cape, that's all. I didn't have a big problem. I just need to put my cape on. Come on, see, I'm trying to wake you up, and the devil keep telling you you got a lot to do. No, you don't. You just got to go get your cape on, and then you come out like superwoman, superman, ready to take on some battles. Why? Because once that anointing comes, it's coming for battle. It's coming to, it's coming to do some stuff. It's coming to make some moves for my life. Don't tell me about no anointing and you're not moving. No, you're religious. The anointing is to get some ground. Tell somebody to get some ground. Believers should be getting ground. Are you gaining ground? Are you gaining ground? Tell somebody I got to gain ground. Stop separating yourself from the world in the, in the church. You're one. You're one. You're one. Where I go, the gospel goes. Come on, where I go, the gospel goes. Where I go, the gospel goes. Stop worrying about location and worry about position. Maturity in God is the highest level of the calling of God. Maturity in God is the what? Of the what? Of the calling of God. You say you call, but calling is maturity. It can't be location, because locations change. Y'all better hear me. Ah, oh, Jesus. It cannot be what we keep calling location, because locations change. So you don't develop, and you keep waiting for a low well, when I get here, I know I'm in the will of God. Wrong. No. When you meet here and get in here, you know you're in the will of God. And wherever I go, the kingdom goes. I wish I heard somebody. Wherever I go, I'm in the will of God. Oh, I'm here. I'm in the will of God. I'm here. I'm in the will of God. I shared with somebody the other day. They say, well, you, 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 are you going to church? No, I'm already at church. I'm at home. I'm in the will of God. 
Stop separating your life. Stop separating your what? Life. You do that, you know, you, that, 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 that's, that's not the church thing. But that one, it, no, 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 no. Stop it. That's the problem. That's why you go to work bitter. But you come to church acting like you're excited. Because you're double. You split seed. The Bible say don't split your seed. Stop splitting your seed. Every time you split it, you uproot it. Don't split your seed. Make sure that you align yourself. And when you have seed in the ground, now you have a multiplicity. In fact, Jesus said, after you have risen with me, now seek those things are above. Now I want to ask you how much is above. All things are above. So the will of God was never the place that you keep looking for. The will of God was always the you that you've been looking for. The God in you, the hope of glory. That was the will of God. Tell somebody, uh-oh, the will of God is in me. I thought it was on the outside of me. Yeah. No, God is waiting for you to come out of your, into your will. He's trying to deal, deal with your wheelhouse to, so you can come into the will. The will is your maturity. You know, I get this job. I know that was the will of God for my life. No, 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 He anointed you, not the building. If it was just a place, I don't have a responsibility until I get to the place. Are y'all staying with me? So we've, we've bewitched a whole generation to think they keep trying to get somewhere. And they're so busy trying to get somewhere rather than being what God called them to be. And when you learn to be what God called you to be, by default, you'll meet the place you're supposed to be at. Y'all better hear me. Because nobody can hide the lamp under anything. I'm too much light. I'll by default meet where I'm supposed to meet. If I ever want something to grow in God, I know what I got to do. And it's not always the 10 steps to better planning. It might be the 10 steps to better praying. Y'all better hear me. It, it, might, it might be in the kneesiology class that I start to understand how to work more power. And when I work more of his power, I understand how to work more of his vision. And when I know I can speak like he speaks, everything has to move out the way for what he said. Y'all better get it. You better know your God. Your problem is you don't know God is working for you. I'm not waiting on no man. I'm waiting on me to manifest so the earth can respond to me. I'm not waiting on no man. God has already delivered what he needs to deliver. I got to learn how to stir up what he delivered. Tell somebody I'm stirring it up. I'm stirring it up. Come on, I dare you to stir it up this morning. I said, I dare you to learn to stir it up this morning. See, some of you, you're too, you're dry. You're not hungry enough for this. Look, Jesus, you got to learn to stir it up. Look, I just flew. I just flew. Y'all saw me fly. <laughs> you you got to learn to stir it up. 
Jesus get your wings, eh? How many of you are ready to take that next step and stir it up inside of you? Come on, it's in you to do. And you didn't have to pay for it. I said you didn't have to pay for it. I know men make you pay, but God ain't not making you pay. So number one was what? Life. Giving. What was number two? Fullness. And number three is rest. Somebody say rest. Yeah, rest. Uh, rest. See, rest is a reward. I say rest is a reward. You got to learn to rest in your God. Rest is a reward. Now, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians real quick. 3, 14. 2 Corinthians 3, 14. How many of you stand with me this morning? God is going to deliver you out of where you are into where he called you to be. In Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians 3, 14. But their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. Where in the veil is taken away? In Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is, the Lord is, the Lord is. Now, I need you to understand what he's saying here. The Lord what? Is. Is what? Is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is. I wish I had. I'm sorry, I get excited. You got to understand what you're reading here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is what now why did the devil lie to you that it's only the presence of God that we come to say words and we go home you know why we're not hungry during worship because we don't know what the presence carry he's saying I am in the midst how dare you not know what you can take on when my presence is here oh I wish somebody was hungry this morning you don't understand what you get out of the presence of God. There is what? There is what? You, you know what's going on? You can't read the divine show up. Are you showing up when he showed up? Oh, Jesus. Do you know how to show up when he show up? Are you showing up? I see. No, no, no. I see how we worship. And the presence of God is trying to break through. He's trying to help us to understand. But we're, un, we're uninspired. We feel a tingling. But we're, and we don't know that's God saying, you don't know what's possible in this moment. I wish I 
Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's the secret of the enemy. He wants you to not know that that little moment. See, you think it got to be 10 things, but that's the trick of the enemy. He's telling you because you didn't pray, because you didn't fast, because you didn't do this, because you didn't do that. No, that's a requirement of a believer. But in the moment of the presence, I don't care who bought it. Because if the preacher bought the presence, it's still the same ramifications. Walk through the water and take what you need out of him. Oh, I don't waste presents. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't waste the presence of God. No, no, no. If you get one and I don't have one, I'm going to pull into yours. And I'm going to start walking on your presence and say, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for my blessing. Thank you for my breakthrough. Thank you for what you've been doing for my life. Don't you waste presence of God. Don't waste it. Your deliverance was right there. But I sat and waited for what? He was, it was right there. The liberty was waiting on you. Say, son, teach them what the devil is doing to the church. That we dishonor the presence of God. We're busy. And we don't know in the moment of the presence. He's saying, you can take some stuff right now because I'm here. Oh, you, you can break through some stuff, right? I'm giving you use of which you don't even have to pay for. Y'all better hear me. That's why I tell you, if your heart gets soft sometimes, you better get that use. Tell your boss, give me a second. I got to go to the bathroom. Something is happening upon my life, and I can't waste this time. I don't like to manufacture God. No, 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 no. See, you want to manufacture him, but I want to take the opportunity that he gave me. Somebody say the presence of God. Come on, say the presence of God. Every day you need the presence of God. I say every day you need the presence of God. You know why you can't think? Because you ain't got the presence. You know why you can't speak? Because you ain't got the presence. You know why you can't move? Because you don't got the presence. You know why doubt is there? Because the presence is missing. When you prioritize the God, you prioritize this presence to show up for your life. Somebody lift your hands and say, thank you, God, for your presence. Come on, thank you. He's delivering right now. Thank you for your presence. We give you praise. So you have to understand what you have. You have to understand what you have. Where did I tell you to go? Second Corinthians. So the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, ah, if you know the is of God, if you knew the is of what? Those who come to the Lord must believe that he, yo, ah, you, 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 you got to know what you're in the midst of. Those who come to him must believe that he, 
So is. Now that Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But with all, we all, with unveiled face, beholding in the mirror, the glory, somebody say the glory. The doxa, the glory, are being transformed in the same image from glory to what? Watch this, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Now, I want you to understand something. Transformation comes from presence to presence. I don't care how long you've been in church. If you don't know this presence, if you have not learned his presence, you can bypass some important factors and features. Just as the Spirit of the Lord. Now, I want you to understand, he said, in the reading of Moses, watch this, this is the problem, this is the problem. In the reading of the Bible, he said, a veil still lies on their hearts. Now, I want to ask you a question. The temple in the Old Testament, what was that trying, to, what were they building that for? For the what? The presence of God. To uphold the presence of what? So... So they were building a place for God to rest. Now the Bible says the kingdom is not outside of you. It is now. So where is the temple now? So he said when we read the Bible, the veil is still on where the presence is inside. Ah, we're going somewhere. We're going to, I, 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 feel, I feel a deliverance coming in this place. It wasn't that it's not in them. They've been waiting for God. No, 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 no. It's just a veil of what's, it, it's held inside. So on the reading of the Bible, they're still looking at me from an old place. Not knowing I have a new covenant in Christ. Somebody say Christ in me. The hope of glory. So the veil is over their face. But it's lifted in who? The presence of God can only be pushed out of your temple as much as you see the Christ. What did I say? If you want the presence of God to mortify your body, he needs to show you the Christ. Because when I see the Christ, <laughs> watch this, the inspiration of the Christ pushed me in the presence of God. Because it's called an inspired word. Yeah, y'all better hear me. So when I see what Jesus has done for me, y'all better hear me. When I see what he's done, now, no, 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 I'm, I'm messed up. I'm one. But when I see what you did for me, that inspires me to come into you. That's what I mean you desire him because of what you did for me. Yeah, I was crazy. I was lost. I told you, no, I did the wrong thing. Yeah, but still you put Christ in front of me. And when I see Christ, what's this? It's an inspired word. That's why just reading the Bible won't do anything for you if you don't see what he's done for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't need a Bible story. I need to know what Jesus did for me. You can be the historian. I don't mind. I'm going to seek for what he's done for me. And within me, I'm going to find every placement that Jesus said it's finished. In the face of Jesus, the salvation of your soul. The more you see him, watch this, the more you what? Why do you have to see him first? Because it's within the righteousness of God reveals from what? Faith. Come on, read the, come on, saints. It's, it's within the righteousness of God. It's revealed from what? So if I don't see him, I'm not reaching faith. See, what we've been calling faith is believing. When I teach on prayer, the church got it wrong. We're declarative. We don't have the capacity. I believe, I believe, I believe. No, no, no. That type of believing starts before you get to faith. When you hit faith, you got rest. Uh-oh. Oh, when I hit faith, if you come out the room now, you're like, what's wrong? He's just at peace. Where'd that peace come from? Because I know now. I've seen, I've seen the God. I know now. Tell somebody faith gives you rest. Faith will give you what? Rest. How many of you say I'm getting my rest this morning? Come on. Come on. How many of you say I get my rest this morning in Jesus' name? I declare you get your rest this morning. You know why? Because I'm going to see Christ as he called me to see him. And when I see him, I can see me. And when I see me, I know that my Savior lives. And I can face tomorrow. So when you see Christ, the Bible says that there's an inspiration of seeing him. Because the word is an inspired word. Somebody said inspired. Let me help you out, church. My church, listen, you don't have to fight people with words. Stop it. When people want to fight with theology, let them fight themselves. Stay in love. Hit the points, but stay in. There's no need to fight them. What they're fighting is themselves. What they're fighting is what? See, that's why you got to know wisdom. Christ, the wisdom and the power of God. So when you see the Christ, not only that you're going to come in power, because it was brought power. You need power. But you're also going to have what? Wisdom. So you will know that you don't have to go into those conversations. The reason why you keep entertaining them because you're starting to believe them. And if you're doing that, you need to make sure that you're getting more understanding in the information from the house of God, from the men of God, from the people of God. Well, I don't trust them either. Well, you need to. That's why you, you, you learn to be inspired by the right thing. In fact, what you've been feeling like is wrong, it probably is wrong. Nobody said it's right. Don't ever take somebody else's story and, and paintbrush everybody the same. I said, don't paintbrush everybody the same. 
We do it too. I'm the only one, God. You're the only one that can use me. Elijah said, sometimes you feel like that. I'm the only one, God. And then God said, hey, I got 20 that didn't bother bell. 20,000. What you, what you talking about? God wants you to walk in power. Somebody say walk in power. Why are you so confident in the world power? I used to, you know, I used to listen to the music. I felt powerful. It still come on some of y'all. Some of y'all say, some of us pastor, listen to a pastor. Didn't you feel powerful? Why are you so powerful there, but nothing working for your life? Isn't the devil a liar? He makes you feel powerful. You, 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 you're broken, busted, and disgusted, but you feel what? Oh, you feel, you feel, excuse my name, you feel sexy. You, you, you feel, you feel ready. You, you feel, you, what's, what's the wrong today? You, you, you feel powered up and turned up, whatever up, I don't know what up. You up. Isn't that somehow the devil make you feel like that? You feel like you bouncing. I was bouncing in the Cavalier going to the club, ready to go. Thought I was no air, no gas, no nothing, but feeling what? Powerful. Walking in the club like you own it. Everybody own it. Ain't that so? Everybody in there feel like they own it. And we can't have everybody owning it. That power is inspiring your flesh to stay in the cycle. Tell somebody to leave that religion alone and come into the truth. Come into the truth. I ain't got time to waste. Come on. Come into the truth. Don't let people stop you from coming to God. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. Well, stop believing him. Isn't that something? How many, all right, come on. How many of y'all ever ask yourself, I know the devil is a liar, but why I keep listening to him? How many, I, I, know, it's, I know it's a lie. But why I keep getting caught with the same trap? And I want to help you to understand you're getting caught with the same trap because you don't have new information. Well, you don't know enough of the new of you in a vision of God. You only can go back to the old of you. So you'll submit to the lie in comfort rather than going through the scrutiny of trying to understand the future. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. Yeah, the devil is a liar. He, he's a liar. He's a liar. And he's a liar. But I'm coming into the presence of God now. Yeah. And when I get into the presence, there is no lie that can take my mind away from the goodness of God any longer. The presence is what I need. Somebody say his presence. Don't settle for words only without the conducting of the feeling of God. Now, I, I know we say it's not about a feeling, but it starts with a feeling. 
Because the New Testament way is the experiential way. Oh, God. The New Testament way is the what? Back then, they couldn't have that because he couldn't come within. So they only experienced what he came upon. But the temple is now in you. And you can lift the veil as much as you need to lift it. Oh, come on, somebody. You say, well, how much of God can I have? How much you want? Y'all better hear me. I, 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 well, how much God do you need? How much? What, 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 it depends. What do you want to withdraw out of you? Tell somebody, I need a withdraw. I need a what? I need a withdrawal. I'm about to argue. I better go get a withdrawal. I'm about to cuss you out. You better go get a. I don't know. You need to learn a little withdrawal. I'm about to do the wrong thing. I need a withdrawal. Excuse me. I got to go to the room. I'll be back with something that I can cash out. Tell somebody, get a withdrawal. And you're not getting it from the Oprah show. You're getting out of you. Tell somebody, I need a withdrawal. I have a problem or I know how to get my withdrawal. Father, I thank you for your goodness. What am I looking for? What am I looking for? I'm looking for a touch from him. Because when his presence show up, I know I'm here now. I know we're there now. Oh, I feel it, baby, now. I feel the energy now. I feel the substance now. When I get the withdrawal, I'm ready to go back to battle. Tell somebody I'm getting my withdrawal this morning. Come on, tell them I'm getting my withdrawal this morning. I've been weak, but it ain't gonna be too long. I've been broke, broke, but it ain't gonna be too long. I've been busted, but it ain't gonna be too long. I'm getting my withdrawal this morning. Listen, listen. When you learn the currency of heaven, the currency of earth becomes easy. Oh, I wish somebody heard me this morning. You, you know what we mess up? We don't realize we're still stuck in mammon. But you don't realize you're called to control mammon. You're called to lead mammon. You're, that's why money is not hard in the church, but we make it hard because we're still bounded by mammon. But when you understand you're called to control it, I'm talking about money because I know that gets your attention. You ready? But, but you have to understand something. You, you got to understand something. You are called to control it. What did I tell you right now? The currency of what? Of heaven is what? The currency of earth. When I understand the currency of heaven and I withdraw from heaven, earth becomes easy. Well, Pastor, why you make it look so easy? No, 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 no. Don't misinterpret. No, no, no. I've learned to pull from heaven. And when I pull from heaven, when I come down from that realm, this becomes easy. You know why? Because this it's control from that. It's called to manifest what we do from there. But the problem is, what you don't understand is, the altars from your generation don't allow you to try to call it from here. So the high altars from family and generational brokenness, you're trying to call things as though they are from ground. 
And God is saying, I'm not, I'm not against you, but I'm trying to teach you how to get off ground. And when you learn to walk up after you have risen, now start to seek what I've done for you. And when you know it by faith, come down and command it. Groundwork is only for command. The work was already done from the place of heaven. Groundwork is only for what? So it just needs your word from now. Because the words that I speak, they are, they are spirit and they are, so they're walking words. Y'all better hear me. But long as those words are walking without doubt, I'm going to see it. Can you say amen? Can you handle one more? Tell somebody the presence of God, the presence of God. Yeah, the presence of God. So we are being transformed into the same image. Somebody said the same image. Verse 17, we're being transformed into the what? Same. So you're called to walk as a spirit. <laughs> You're called to walk as a what? You know what the problem is? You're trying to split your life. And you don't know you're actually making yourself a more deficit. You're, you're having to be like everybody else on earth. See, I'm not, listen to me. I know how to play my card. I'm better than them out there. You see why you sound like that? Sound like pride? You know why it sound like pride? Because you're still sold to the world. When that sounds like pride, you're still sold to the world. You're not in the game of God. It's interesting. You can say you're better than somebody out there, but you're coming here. No, I'm better than you. Why? I got the Christ. I got his mind. But you, you, you're not better than the ones that got degrees bigger than you. I'm better than them too. You see how it got quiet? You see, you see, and you want to go in the high offices and, 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 and you're going to be afraid of their faces. You're going to say, well, I don't have what you have. I don't know what you do. And God is saying, hey, 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 when I go do something, I play my card. How is it that we have the mind of Christ? But you keep saying, well, just, no, 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 no. I got the mind of Christ. Okay, some of the people still battling with better. I'm better because I have God. Is that not better to have God? Is that not better to have God? Is it not better to have God? You think they're better than you because of what they have. You think they're what? Yeah, that's always our excuse. You know, I don't have this, 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 I don't have this. That's also a statement of lacking faith. Because I remember when I learned the presence of God, I, I, my language changed. I stopped saying what I didn't have, and I start speaking those things as though they are. Now I start speaking my life into existence. I do have that in the name of Jesus. It might not be my fact now, but I'm walking into my truth. 
Tell somebody walk into your truth. What you are right now is just your facts. Don't be mad at it. Just keep walking into your truth. And don't let nobody slap you in the face with the facts. You crazy. You're right. That's a fact. But the truth is, I was called to be a boss. I was called to be above. I was called to be better. That's what I'm called to be. But right now, see the one that's not the me. Don't let people justify it. See, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but this is those who know that the flesh profits nothing. If you still got trust in the flesh, you're going to battle with this. See, because that religious thing come up on you where you feel like, you know, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, no, 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 no. You ain't nothing without the presence of God. We are nothing. No, we, nobody in here can do nothing without the grace of God. It was by his grace that you are that you are. So when you make a mistake, it's easy to say, I'm sorry. You know why it's easy? Because it wasn't me. You know why it's easy to say, I'm sorry? Because it wasn't me. It was a fact in a moment. It was a fact in a what? In a moment. But it wasn't me. You know what, Pastor, like the hard cases? I like hard people. By the grace of God, when I go to schools, and I want, I want to talk to the hard ones, the ones y'all about to get out of here. Bring them. I want the hard ones. And they walk in the room. And when you can see, you see what the problem is. You're not trying to sell them before you see. But we live in a generation where we always trying to make people see before we sell. But the seeing that I'm talking about is the sight of Christ. Nobody want to do anything if they don't know they're worthy of anything. So I'm glad you brought your bitly up here, but they don't care about your bitly if they don't think it's possible for them. System sale. So God is trying to get us to our highest potential. Somebody say, my highest potential. Your highest potential is in the presence of Almighty God. When you're in the presence of Almighty God, you're working like God. You're working like who? So the highest potential. You know why you don't have the highest winning the day rate? Oh, how many of you win your day? Okay, how many of you mastered your day? Okay, let me explain what that means. You set a schedule and you followed it all the way to the end. Watch this. How many of you get thrown off easy? I don't know why they called me and met me up and made me miserable. Now my day all messed up. Now I'm all discombobulated. How, how many of you, 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 you've been working on that? Oh, 
Well, I ain't with the phone call. I know what you're doing. Facebook, three hours. Sitting at two hours. Yeah, yeah. You still haven't mastered your day yet. I, and then, you know what? We tell ourselves, I know I'm supposed to be off. That's another 30 minutes. I just feel like I'm not supposed to be on here. Look at that stronghold. Jesus. We haven't mastered our day. You know why? Because it's the presence of God that set it. Ah! And when you learn to set and settle your day with God, you don't have anything that can stop you from mess the mess up. Somebody say the presence of God. Last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. I know we're out of time. Last thing. Can you go to John 15 real quick? Some of you looking like you need red beans and rice. I'm going to get you out of here. Popeye's down the street. KFC right there. You're going to get it. Just hold one second. John 15, 6, 9. Now watch this. If anyone does not abide, does not what? Now, it's interesting because we've now declared in the church that there is no need to abide in because God's grace. And I'm confused. I'm just a little confused. We feel offended when pastors say stuff like five minutes and we get offended. But I'm a little confused because the word says, if anyone does not what? In me. He is cast out as a branch and what? Which means he got dried up. He had faith. But remember, because faith can be increased, faith can also be. The, also, the Bible talks about how people did not retain the knowledge of God and he gave them over to their of the base mind. So there has to be a retaining of the knowledge of God. There has to be a what? That's why faith come by hearing. You got to retain what you got. I, come on. Some of you need to write that down. You got to learn to what? Retain. Don't you think because you hit it that you got it forever? No. In fact, this actually is the most important thing in a minister's life. Because if you can get a lot of things, but if you don't know how to retain it, it's, 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 it's up to nothing. So the retention level is based on the principal understanding of what God is trying to help you to understand. Can you say amen? If anyone, excuse me, it's withered and they are gathered them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word does what because he is his what word and when we abide in him we become his word and abiding you you were what now it's interesting he didn't say you might i'm trying to I, I, i'm trying to show you something if you abide in me and my words abide in you will you what you what 
which means God don't even allow you to stay stale. Y'all better hear me. The presence of God will push you out of where you are. I wish somebody understood this. I said the presence of God will push you out of where you are. It don't allow you to settle. I said it don't allow you to you know why? Because it's wisdom too. It don't allow you to stay in a deficit of mind. Because it's Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. I see, I got so many scriptures I have to help you understand. It's the power of God. And the, if I see Christ, it don't, you can't stay there. So when we are stuck and stale and staying, we have to reestablish the Christ. And what we are expecting when we see the Christ. Because sometimes our expectation can undermine the revealing of the revelation of what Christ is trying to help you understand. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You will ask what you what? And what happens after that? It shall be done what? Done for. Now, let me ask you something. It's interesting. He's saying that it's my word that you're abiding in. But he switches and says, you were going to ask. The question is, with which word am I asking with? Ah, you're tired, you're tired. No, 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 because you keep saying it's your house. I'm, I'm trying to figure something out. You keep thinking that it's you that want the nice car. What if it was the God in you that wanted the nice things of life? You don't understand the tree. You don't understand creation. No, that's mammon talk. How many know God wants the best out of everything that he created? And he wants the best out of everything he created for his children. See, it's hard to say messages like this because we got this split of called something called prosperity gospel and something called religion gospel. I don't know. But I, I haven't read that in my Bible. I, I heard it and that too. I got, I'm under the belief it's all that and that too. Somebody say it's all that and that too. So when you understand the development factors of the mind of God, God does not create anything. Everything that you're sitting on right now, everything that you're looking at came out of the mind of something. I wish I had time. It came out of the mind of someone. The chair you're sitting on, is it evil? No. It helped you put, it put a soft pad on there for you. It gave you a bitly experience. So you think because I want a better experience that I'm being prideful and being prosperitous. This is too much. I'm going into something. I'm, let me come out of that. Let me step out of that. See, you've got to understand the mind of God. God is trying to please you. The reason why we do the wrong hurting of ourselves is because we're still under the law. But you have to realize that God is trying to please your soul. He knows that you're not good in your spirit if your soul is not pleased. 
Tell somebody, I want to be a blessing. But I got to be blessed. How many of you know when you have more than two, two children, one bedroom get cramped? <laughs> so why would you judge me to get three bedrooms? <laughs> when it's a better experience. No, that's your religion. Because religion says you got to live in accordance to my rule. Pastors don't, no, 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 you live according to this rule. This is just only enough for you. I'm fixing something. This is not about pastor. No, 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 no. I'm fixing something in you. Of how you think about yourself, of why you keep holding yourself from seeing as he sees. Because you keep thinking it's you that want things. What if it's the God in you trying to teach you that if, no, 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 I need you to get in me so I can teach you how to get to me. Because if you think the soft seat was just a man, you're greatly mistaken. What if the pad that you're sitting on was my thought? Y'all better hear, I'm this, I'm done, that's it. What I know it came out of an earthly man, it came out of a sinful man, but what if it was my thought? This is turning to something I didn't want it to be. You're not going to use it. All you want to do is shout and dance. I need somebody who's going to use my mind. So what I had to do with Saul, and that's why I discredited him when he sinned, because he was not a good man, but I used him for my glory. It doesn't matter. I had to transform him because the one, David, wasn't ready. I don't know how you blessed them. I don't know how you blessed them. I don't know how you blessed them. What are you using for me? Y'all can handle this? Come on. Are we in the right room? What, 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 were you, what are you doing with what I gave you? The reason why we're unproductive in what he gave us, because we're not staying in him with what he gave us. With what God gave you, you got to wrap yourself in his love. And the wrap of his love is the wrap of his presence. And when you wrap yourself in his love and his presence, that means you've already seen the Christ. So in the Christ, you have the wisdom of the Christ and you have the power of the Christ. Because Christ in you is your hope of glory. And as you're walking with the hope of glory, you start to look like everything is possible. That's why people who live in these realms uh, it, 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 you know, it breaks my heart because believers can't see. We keep following after them. They keep using your gift to make their money. And you're good. You do it good, too. They get all your goodness. But because we don't understand the church, we don't understand what God is equipping you into. Don't tell me there's nothing to do. There's many things to do. Where's the world? 
where is the world? You know, Jabbar, you still think the world has the answer. I've been to college. I thought they had no more than that. I'm like, no. By the way, I may be taking another. I might be going for, for I, know, I wasn't going to announce that early. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be an attorney, too. I'm going down that road. Come on, give God a hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to do this. I might as well. It's been on my heart. God showed me too many times, and I've been sitting on it. I might as well. Man, my wife already started test questions, and we get them right, too, baby. I say, girl, I don't need no classes. Go ahead and just put me on the test. You know why? Because I got the mind of Christ. And when I trust him, I trust him. I trust him with everything that I have. And when I put his mind on it, I know it's possible. Tell somebody it's possible. If he made it possible, it's possible for me. Stand on your feet. Come on, tell somebody it's possible for me. Come on, say it's possible for me. Today, I break your impossibility. I break your doubt. I break you out of your stumbling. I break you out of your poverty. I break you out of your sickness. I break you out of what